everybody, welcome to spring and the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We are recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We've been getting some really nice feedback and emails lately from listeners around the world, which is super encouraging, and we'd love to hear your comments and questions too. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting in your area, go to adultchildren.org and click on Find a Meeting. This week, we're hearing from Miles, a longtime member who was dealing with a recent breakup. He had a lot of great thoughts to share. Please enjoy. <laughs> Do a timekeeper. All right, can I get five and two? Okay. Yeah, I'm Miles, and I'm an adult child. Hey, hey Miles. Um, I can say that uh, with confidence, <laughs> even though I have an unconfident adult child part of me. But lately, I'm noticing, really noticing the adult child and also the addict and for me the addiction has been since I stopped drinking smoking and doing graffiti aka vandalizing property like 12 years ago it's been relationships or sex um, if it's not a relationship it's in the between phase of hooking up and uh, I find myself like getting out of a relationship and then I'm obsessively on dating app that's what's been happening to me recently and um, uh, about a week ago, I came across my very recent ex's uh, dating profile, and that kicked up a bunch of stuff. Uh, it's been interesting to see maybe the growth I've been, uh, I've, I'm seeing growth by not being completely devastated and feeling like I'm dying because um, my relationship has ended. I remember back in like 2009, uh, a girl broke up with me, and I was so depressed for like three months. I kept wanting to die. And then I finally got myself to go to a 10-day meditation course. And I thought, if I don't get better after this meditation course, if I feel the same, I am going to kill myself. Um, and because the stakes are so high, I really committed to the practice, which is something I don't do. It's hard for me to commit to something, especially when it's really uncomfortable, like sitting for 10 hours a day with what I'm feeling, my sensations in my body. Uh, no speaking to anybody, no distractions. It was really hard. But interestingly, through the pain, there were also so many moments of knowing this is good for me. I can't figure out why, but somehow I know this is good for me. And I was having thoughts like, I want to do a 20-day and a 30-day and a 50-day meditation course because something in me knows it's good for me. Um, I feel like a similar thing happens when I come to these meetings. I might come here when I'm not feeling it or I'm feeling bad. And this happened to me a few times in the past week. I'm feeling like shit all day. I'm feeling all this pain, and halfway through the meeting, suddenly this peace comes over me, and I feel good. And I'm not sure what it is exactly, but it's there. I guess that's that thing they talk about, like it's just God's in the rooms or whatever it is. I, I would assume it's just knowing or having the experience of people seeing me and, and seeing them uh, without all the judgment and criticism and just a heaviness 
that I experienced growing up. I've been noticing um, what's been interesting for me lately. So I'm not going to um, pick a thing like it says because, I, for one, I don't like to be told what to do because I'm an adult child. <laughs> also, I'm going to leave this as backup. Like, I might open it if I get stuck um, just to save my ass. Uh, but I will definitely get around to things that I've learned here in a very abstract way, and that's like the way I just do life, which sometimes doesn't look good to me or it looks like I might be doing it wrong, but it seems to always work out. Uh, shit, what was I saying? Lately, especially since uh, I came across that profile and I got really triggered, a lot of stuff came up. It wasn't, and the difference now was that it wasn't all about her or, oh, I feel so hurt because of blah, blah, blah. She doesn't like me or I'm not worth it in her eyes and things like that. I noticed a tinge of that, but there was a lot of like mourning the fantasy I had of what that would be. That what I'm realizing, like, that's going to be my safe space, or it's supposed to be my safe space so that I can feel safe with these scary feelings that are now coming up in a context where I'm at the same time seeing, because I'm seeing through that illusion, it's become disinteresting, and it's kind of like I'm left more alone because I've come out of this denial, out of what the relationship was going to do. Um... And so I've been seeing feelings that I'm having, like, with that, like, so this is the person I can relate to, like, oh, this person's doing this, and I feel abandonment, blah, 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 you know, it's like, maybe I don't see it as blaming, but somehow I was connecting the two often, and now that that's dropped away a little, a, to a big extent, I'm like, oh, I have these feelings, they're just there at the core, and um, I automatically, the other night, the night that happened, I was in my room and I just just was called to look at myself in the mirror and talk to myself and I started crying and then I started seeing myself compassionately, like rather than like, oh, I'm in so much pain and like I want to know what the fuck to do to feel better, it was like, oh my god, you're in so much pain, this sucks for you. It was like, I was having a perspective as if I would have for a person, another person, which I'm very compassionate towards other people and it's hard to do that for myself because I'm stuck in the shit and I just want to be out of it. And I was like, wow, you're in so much pain, and damn, you've done everything you could, everything you knew. I validated myself. Um, I felt bad for myself in a, in a caring way, not a pitiful way. And I felt like that lifted a lot for me, and it let me be with a lot more feelings. And after a couple of days, a lot of this pain, uh, I started to feel a little more subtle levels of these discomforts. So I'm having this discomfort and at the same time a sense of peace. I think the peace is that I'm not as much, at least not completely, but not for, like in a bigger way, I'm not reaching out uh, or thinking I need to reach out because I know it's not gonna, no, nothing's gonna give me something. I'm reaching out to fellows in the program actually, which is different for me. And, um, but not like, a fantasy like I need a specific person like a romantic interest not that I feel like I could have them right now but um, and with the sort of comfort I'm having with the feelings then it's almost like there's a feeling and then the the illusion of that one dissolves and there's one that's been under there and that one's more clear and it's connected to my childhood and I started having some visions of childhood experiences and being like whoa that felt that way like the overwhelming, all-encompassing feeling of other people's feelings or the situation, my mother being pathetically insecure, depressed, unhopeful, uh, feeling like nobody's ever going to love her, really dark, 
my grandmother who basically raised me. So I lived with my grandmother and my mother for the most part growing up. My grandmother was narcissistic. I would always call her psychotic and crazy and uh, nuts. But she actually has mental illness. She's, she's definitely narcissistic. She can't see what she does. She can't own up to anything. She, it's all about her and like propping, propping herself up and feeling great. Or if she's, ha- she's triggering the shame, then it's like, oh, you little son of a bitch. I should kill you. You now have to clean the whole house with a fucking sponge. I have to wash the sheets because you did this. I would wake up in the morning one, randomly, and she'd be coming into my room like, ah, oh, you little son of a bitch. Literally, she would say, you little son of a bitch. I should kill you. Um, just evil, evil, evil things. And I'm like, what the hell happened? It became expected, but it was like predictably unexpected. Like, I knew some shit was going to come around the corner any moment for no reason. So I learned to walk on eggshells, and I realized, like, what I was doing in this pattern with this last relationship was the same thing I've done in childhood. Like, figure out the, like, rocket science equation that's going to put it on all into place and make things predictable. Don't get the crazy person upset. What am I going to do? Uh, I'm going to be an empath and be sensitive to every little cue to the point that I feel like I'm psychic. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's having a mood swing. I'm going to text her. Hey, what's up? How are you? And then comes the blame. Oh, I'm upset because you're prodding into my life. Well, were you feeling that before? Yeah, I was already feeling upset, but blah, blah, blah. And then it turns into a fucking explosive fight. So I've been for three years, for the time I've been with this person, I'm like, it's like I'm living in her head. And not so much in my life. I'm living in my own world only when things feel okay. But even when they feel okay, I know they're about to not be okay. It's almost as if, like, when things are okay, it's a guarantee that thing, things are about to hit the fan. Um, and I think towards the end, I started to realize that I couldn't. You know, it's like I've heard this concept over and over through the years, through programming, through therapy. Like, you can't control another person, et cetera, et cetera. You have to detach. But somehow I was entrenched in this pattern and didn't even know that I had a delusional belief that I could. I really believed because I so badly wanted it to go a certain way. And I wanted to believe this person was like me, that I was going to just give what I would want and it was just going to work. And that, that is not what happened. <clears throat> so lately I'm feeling more more comfortable with this idea of being alone and going through this process like I'm seeing even though I can't really see what later is going to look like I kind of have a fearful faith that there is something else and that I can go through this process that I must have not I must have been not necessarily missing pieces but there are other pieces to consider and take and use that I haven't before I know for a while, like I've come to this meeting um, off and on for like six and a half years or so, maybe more, I forget. I've never gone through the steps all the way. I've gone through a few steps and didn't have somebody to do it with, so I kind of quit on it. Uh, and I definitely kept myself focused more so on fixing relationship shit rather than working on this because I thought like, well, I could work on myself in a relationship, right? <laughs> Very funny. Um, (laughs) you know like oh well I know myself enough that if there's a problem I could acknowledge my part and they'll acknowledge theirs and then we'll look at it and then we'll grow from that and like well somehow 
the universe didn't get my memo that that's what I wanted to do. Um, so that's not what happened. I don't know. <laughs> but it was like life was like, yeah, I love that idea, but this no, but this, but it's this right now. It's this. It's this. Go over there. Go over there. And I'm like, all right, I'm here, and uh, that didn't work. The millionth time I tried it, the last time I one of these recent meetings, I was like, yeah, the, I was just in my like fifth sequel of that relationship because I broke up so many times. Um, you, you would think I'd get the picture after the first time. <laughs> Uh, and I've understood for years that like uh, the, one of the biggest difficulties is really the comfort thanks uh, with the diff- biggest difficulty is being with the emotions um, and if you're okay with your emotions like I've learned this in acting class too if I'm okay with my emotion I can name it and feel safe to express it then it'll move and then the next one will come up and the next one rather than it getting stagnant and then getting stuck but with this deep, deep stuff, it's so kind of like convoluted. There's so many aspects of it. It's almost like they get like this, and it's hard to recognize. And then there's like a pattern that goes along with it. It's a whole package, and it's almost hard to separate because there's so much logic and unconscious memory that's being projected onto the present that it just looks like it's right here. And the insanity is right here. And maybe there's insanity in this person, but like my insanity. Like lately I've been um, feeling sad and remorseful about some of the crazy shit I acted out with a few people, a couple people I dated who were really good people. I started just getting really triggered or shutting down and seeing how maybe I put on like magical prince thing and then I'm not quite ready to go through with it because they're not like a horribly unavailable person. So I don't know. It's (laughs) because if they are horrible and unavailable and treat me like shit, then I am committed. (laughs) Let's do this. No, we're not. No, (laughs) no, don't say we're not made for each other. I'm going to show you otherwise. We're going to hang in there. We're going to keep going. I'm going to convince you. I'm going to have like a four hour argument on the phone and be like, no, but see this and that and that and that. And I'm getting verbal and emotional abuse. Yeah, but I'm just going to keep pushing through. (laughs) I'm really tired of it I'm really tired of the patterns Uh, I'm tired of being alone I didn't realize how alone I was in these patterns of being in with one person and shutting out the world not that I was shutting out the whole world you know I had some things going on but it was mostly like go to work and have some people around Um, and luckily I have a couple of cool teaching jobs where I'm around kids and I get to be myself the part of myself that I love and I think is great and at the same time, also seeing a lot of triggering stuff happening with children and the way that other teachers treat the children triggers the shit out of me. And it's, I think it's helping me remind me of my childhood. I'm starting to get more in touch with the memories. I remember once at my therapist, uh, I was talking about my, he was like, how was your grandmother? Because my grandmother, my mother was like 18 when she had me. It was kind of an accident. I mean, can't be kind of an accident. It was an accident, you know, but it was her choice to have me. And but she felt like she was young and wanted to live her young life. And she thought, oh, my mom will help me raise him. I'll leave him with this psychotic lunatic who's mentally ill. And she'll take care of him. He won't remember. He's a kid. And so my grandma did the, probably the brunt of the damage on me. And I was telling him about how she'd do this and that, like the things I was explaining before. And he's like, wait a second. Did you, did you see that, how you were smiling when you were telling me that? And I was like, oh, yeah, I always smile when I tell that. Thanks. Oh, shit. Man, I'm so... <laughs> I'm calling other people narcissistic, and I'm so self-absorbed. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, yeah. uh, it's almost like I forgot you told me five-minute warning. Um, what was I saying? 
Yeah, he pointed out that I was smiling as I was saying it. Usually I say, I guess it's kind of like that was my way of coping was being like above it in a way. Be like, yeah, this fucking crazy lady. Da, 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 da. But I'm like cut off from the pain that I had with that. And now I'm starting to get little images. It's like as I've accepted certain things with this relationship ending, the delusion that it was so much about her is falling away. It's like she was the mask and now like reality is starting to surface here. And I'm seeing images of my, say, me and my grandma and I start to feel pain and sadness. And I'm like, my God, poor little me. I was in this just atmosphere, this constant, constant atmosphere that led me to where I am today. And I don't want to be acting out of this stuff anymore. I don't want to be going after people to have this weird and meshed relationship thing that is bound to turn toxic and crazy and destroy my life and keep my focus away from things I know I want to do and I'm supposed to do. Like I said, I'm an artist. I love working with kids. I'm a teacher and I do other things. I do martial arts, which I'm really inconsistent with. And I'm inconsistent with all of it because of the emotional roller coasters. And often it's either in a relationship or pain of being in a, in a breakup. And uh, feeling good about grieving, grieving the childhood. And I also want to work on the steps and I want to have people to work on them uh, through it. People who feel safe, of course. And uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad that I'm here. And thanks everybody for listening. Thank you.